This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Opie16. Use the code Opie16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Looking like uh, we got a little low Wi-Fi. What's going on with my low Wi-Fi? Should I check my phone? Let me check my phone to see how the picture is, all right? While we wait for people to enter the room. Let me see. Oh, the Wi-Fi. It looks terrible. I'm checking myself. Oh, I got low Wi-Fi. Why do I have low Wi-Fi today? What's up, Michael Byrne? How are you? You're first on the Facebook. You got Mason down there in Austin, Texas. What's up, Mason? I've been dealing with a bad back. Um, The update is I'm still dealing with it. Uh, It gets better just a little bit every day. I got a lot of, still got a lot of pain on my face because I've just been laying around. I stretch all day just so I could uh, walk downstairs and hang out with my family. And then the pain in my left side gets so bad that I have to come back up here and lay on my back. And then I have to stretch it out again. And I do this all day long. So I think it's all right that uh, that the Wi-Fi is a little on the, on the low side. Got a helicopter going by. It's like really loud at the ocean today, by the way. We got uh, we got the waves. They're uh, very, very loud in the distance. I don't know if the mic is picking that up. Mike! Uh, who else we got? We got a lot of people today. What's going on? Why we got a lot of people on the live stream today? Um, but anyway, you got to do the DDP yoga. Trust me, in between the back pulling out, uh, I do a lot of yoga, a lot of stretching couple updates um back uh is a little better that i was able to uh, wash my ass and wash my undercarriage thank you very much still can't wash my legs i can get to like my upper thighs if you need to know in the shower but uh you know getting there and then uh as i was in the shower i'm like well god damn you got some 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 uh some growth happening I don't mean that type of growth. I mean my, uh, I, I mean my, uh, there's no other way to say it, my bush. So then I broke out my Manscaped razor. Uh, this is not a commercial. I, even though they, uh, they uh, advertise on the podcast, I, I love them. When, they're, when I don't have live reads for them, I'm still, I'm still using the Manscaped razor. So I went, man, and I was able to, bend over enough to, uh, you know, take care of the problem down there. So there's your update. Able to wash my ass and able to take my Manscaped razor and uh, shave down a little bit. I couldn't pull up my uh, my ball bag, though, to be honest with you, because that, that takes a little more effort, a little more effort, and that was causing a bit of pain. <laughs> Is Opie broadcasting from the Ukraine? I'm, usually the Wi-Fi comes back by now. Oh, they know. 
the people that run the Wi-Fi, they know. They're like, man, this kid has been through a lot in the last 10 days with a really bad back. He looks like crap. Why don't we give him some low Wi-Fi? Appreciate the tweeting out my... Uh, oh, yeah, right on, Pat Duffy. Jeez, I hope it got you some views. I mean, I don't got... I don't, I don't got the pull I used to uh, have, but uh, my pal, Pat Duffy, used to work for the Opie and Anthony show. Um, me and him are, are, are way past that. He, uh, he does uh, camping videos, and he's really good at it. And his latest, his latest installment is on his YouTube channel. I, I believe it's Pat Effin Duffy. And you got to watch his latest camping video because... Uh, uh, I don't want to give away the uh, the timestamp on it, but is that a tick on my... Wait a minute. Ah, see, look, I can't look that. Okay. I got a little tickle. Every time I get a tickle, I'm convinced it's a tick, and I got to uh, look immediately. So, um, but latest, uh, during his latest camping video, something happens. Something happens. There's a... I'm going to give it away, Pat, because it'll get people watching. Uh, there's a noise that freaks Pat the F out. And Pat doesn't. Pat's one of those guys, he can pretty much do anything. Nothing bothers that kid. Um, but this noise during, during his camp out for his camping video series really freaked him out to the point that, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. But this is what I want to say. Watch the video. Definitely stick around for the noise. And then I really believe that Pat would greatly appreciate it if you knew what the hell the noise was. All right? Hey, Ope, did you ever try hot yoga? Pretty awesome, too. Um, I tried it uh, once. It is pretty awesome, but uh, the smell of sweat. But it's not bad looking at a, a girl's hiney. You, you got to make sure you set up nice. Here's a tip for the people that are getting into yoga. When you find a yoga studio and you're going to take a class, right? You got to set up nice. Because inevitably, the teacher's going to go, Okay, it's time for the downward facing dog. And you're going to want to be behind a nice hiney when that uh, pose is called out. Cheers, and you're welcome. Don't set up. Behind Charlie the truck driver. God, no. Set up behind the MILF. <laughs> that should be worth a couple stars. That's some That's some great advice right there. Uh, oh, yeah. Pat Effin Duffy on YouTube. Like and subscribe. K, please. Thanks. Right on. Yeah, man. I enjoy uh, Pat's camping videos. He, he fucking camps in the middle of the woods by himself. Pretty fucking brave. I used to do a lot of camping when I was in uh, Boston working at the um, the only station that, that really rocks, WAAF. I had this friend, John. He was, uh, he was uh, really into adventure, really into doing things. Um, one of his passions was that he would uh, hike to waterfalls. And you might think to yourself, ah, whatever. But I had no idea, man. There's like a whole society. And uh, these people, there's a bunch of waterfalls that are really, really hard to get to. Most of us, we see a waterfall because we stumble upon it. Oh, a waterfall. But these people, there's uh, books on it and, and, and whatnot. And I'm sure there's now, uh, you know, uh, websites about it. 
and they're out of the way uh, waterfalls that you have to hike for a couple hours to get to. And that was one of his passions, man. And honestly, I went on one of those, and it was pretty cool. And we once went camping way up in uh, New Hampshire. We got a late start because we were younger, you know. When you're younger, your day starts at, what, 3 in the afternoon? Now that I'm an old F, my day starts at 5 a.m. But I remember those days when you're so young that your day starts at 3 in the afternoon. And then um, John's like, let's go hiking and uh, let's camp out for the night. I'm like, all right. He's like, I got a great, uh, I got a great place. I'm like, okay. So we uh, went up to New Hampshire. We parked the car. The sign we see is scary as fuck. Uh, bear territory. Uh, what else? Uh, I think they said either mountain lions or cougar country. And you're like, oh, that's great. And the sun, the sun is already like barely above the treetops. I'm like, this, this was a bad idea, man, for me. So then we're hiking in, and he's like, you know, we're going to hike for a while. We're probably going to get to the campsite at dark. And I want to warn you, when it gets dark up here, it's not like getting dark in the city. It is going to be pitch black. I'm like, oh, great. So we're hiking more and more into the woods, and every shadow looks like a monster. And he's just whistling a happy tune, and I'm about 10 feet behind him, pretty much shitting my pants and then we get to um, a campsite. It's pitch dark. He's got he's got a little flashlight before we can get a fire going. He's like, I'll be right back. I'm like, where are you going? Because I can't even see the hand in front of my face. He's like, I got to get firewood so we can get a fire going. And then we can figure out our campsite. I'm like, all right. So now he takes the only flashlight. I'm just sitting on a rock with our stuff. Trying to go like this so I can see my hand. So maybe that'll give me some comfort. Hearing just rustling in the in the leaves to my right and behind me, and I'm I'm yelling in the distance like John, John, and, and I hear this voice. I, he's like, I swear to God, I think he's a quarter mile away at this point, just trying to get uh, wood. Comes back, we um, we set up a nice fire, we set up a nice campsite. It was it was it was lovely. They had a little beach, a little stream. And a little waterfall. I forgot about the waterfall part. I guess that's why, because this was his thing. He knew where all these uh, nice waterfalls were. I know this sounds like a romantic date thing, but it wasn't. So I'll, I'll, I'll beat you to the punch. But the problem with the waterfall, it's pitch dark. Can't see shit. You're all already here in wrestling. Rustling, I should say. Rustling in the distance. Oh, I did say it wrong, Peter Gallagher. Did I say wrestling too many times? <laughs> Jesus. I can't. I, I should just go back to bed. I really should just go back to bed because nothing, everything is like still just a little off. And I, if I move an inch the wrong way, my back will light up and it'll give me like an instant headache and uh, whatever. All right. So, but with the waterfall, it made our campsite uh, pretty loud. So even though I was hearing the, the rustling off to the side, that's, that was the stuff that was relatively close. You wanted to have complete silence so you could hear the big shit coming. Oh, we didn't have that advantage at all. So then we're down near the, the stream. The water falls off to the right. We're drinking beer. Oh, I know what it was. Okay. I wasn't uh, back on the pot. So he got pot for himself. He's like, look, man, it'll be a lot easier. We could, you know, we could smoke a, like a joint while we're camping and... 
and then I don't have to carry like beer or wine into the uh, into the forest. And I'm like, I don't, I don't smoke pot anymore. <laughs> I announced to him, so now he's annoyed as he's like, he's putting like a six pack of beer into his backpack, making his gear a lot heavier than he wanted it to be. Because I, I believe, I believe we hiked in a, at least five miles as the sun was going down, getting to the campsite uh, when it was pitch dark. So then he cooks up a, a, a an amazing meal right by the right by the stream. We can kind of see now because uh, the fire is blazing and the stars are lit up because you're in the middle of New Hampshire. So that was kind of cool, but the stars weren't lighting up the ground enough. So we have a, a lovely dinner. John's smoking his pot. I'm drinking my beers, and then he's like, "All right, I'll be back." I'm like, "What do you mean you'll be back?" He goes, I, I gotta put I gotta put all these pots and pans in the trees. I'm like, what? I'm tired. He goes, no, I want you to stay here to watch uh, the campsite just in case, you know, you know, some some animal comes uh wandering uh into the campsite. We're the only people out in this part of uh, New Hampshire, by the way. Because alright, I'll be back. I'm like, why are you doing this? Because I was such a newbie. He goes, if we leave the pots and pans around our uh, tent, you know, the bears are, are going to smell that shit. They'll smell that shit from a mile away, and they're going to be curious to see if there's any food in the area. And all they're going to see is empty pots and pans, and they're going to see us in tents. So they might take a swipe or two. I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks for putting that fear in my head. He took off. All right, I'll be back. He takes, he goes, I got to go pretty far. This is no joke. And he had ropes and stuff. I'm like, okay. So he would tie a rope to a pot and throw it over a limb, that type of thing. So he takes off. He's gone. And I'm just sitting there like this with my eyes wide open trying to see across the stream because I think I'm hearing shit. But it's really hard to hear because of the noise of the stream. I'm trying to enjoy the stars, which were absolutely amazing. The whole sky was lit up with stars. And uh, then I called for John. And he ain't calling back, meaning he ain't, he ain't answering. I'm like, oh, fuck. Long story short, he comes back after a no joke, man. I think he was gone like 20 minutes. Because goes, all right, we're all set. And then uh, we proceeded to uh, sleep in a tent together. God, this could have been like Brokeback Mountain in a second, right? He goes, I, I don't know, man. I think I was close to like wanting to wanting to cuddle with him and spoon with him out of fear. It's not gay if you're scared. And then uh, we, we did sleep uh, head to toe if you really need to know all the details of this. And then I remember just like, like going, this ain't fun. He's snoring and sleeping. Not a worry in the world. And I'm like this with my sleeping bag just, just staring through the tent because I'm still thinking I'm seeing shadows around the tent. We wake up in the morning... It's like, oh, man, I had a great night's sleep, and I, I had a fake, and yeah, so did I, so did I. I, I don't think I slept more than 10 fucking minutes. And that was my that was my lovely uh, camping trip with, with, with John. Oh, my God, I don't, I don't know how people do that, but I, I, was, I was thinking of, of this when I was watching Pat's camping video, because, man, it seems like a good idea, but when you're in the middle of the woods like that, Man, you're at a huge, I mean a huge disadvantage. 
And I couldn't be happier that uh, we packed up, packed up, excuse me, and we uh, we hiked out with uh, with a bright sun in the sky. I, actually, I, I enjoyed the hike uh, out. That was really really nice. That was lovely. And I forgot because I was such a newbie. He's giving me all this stuff. He's like. You know, if you do see a bear, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's a very good possibility we're going to see bear. There's, there's a lot of bear in this area. I'm like, then why are we doing this? He's like, if you see a bear, don't run. They're a lot faster than you think. I'm like, okay, great. And I did run uh, cross country, so I'm like, I'll outrun a damn bear. And then he goes, more importantly, he goes... Don't run up into a tree. I'm like, get out of here. They're going to climb a tree. He's like, the hell yeah, they are. Finally, he goes, yeah, if you do see a bear, this is the funny funny part because we've heard it all. We've all heard this. He's like, play dead. Oh, yeah, okay. You play dead as they... Have you ever seen a bear's paw? It's this big. As he's, what, he's just going to start tussling you and pushing you around and rolling you over to make sure you're really dead? Who the hell could lay through that? Play dead. Play dead could be the dumbest thing to do if you see a bear. He goes, if you don't want to do that, I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'll last like one second. That big paw, you know, tries to roll me over and I'm up and running, hoping that my cross-country training could save my damn life as I'm looking for a tree that I'm going to climb into, hoping that will help. He goes, no, or just, um, or just make yourself real big. And this one I, I, I heard kind of works. Make yourself really big. Put your arms, ow, oh, that hurts. Put your arms above your head and start screaming like a lunatic. I'm like, I think I could do that one. I'm good at screaming. John was an adventurer, though, man. I, I, I missed that guy. What happened was he was the, he was the promotion guy at uh, WAF. He was really, really talented. Um, and he really, I mean, every... Every weekend he was calling me up. I mean, I was I was up there with a girl I probably should have broke up with. I should have went up to Boston alone. Are you? Of course I should have. You know how good looking I used to be. I would go home to this girl, and I'm like, "What? what we, we are we're not meant to be." And I'm like, "Thanks, Dad, for making me an enabler. It's the only reason I'm sitting in this stupid house in Wellesley." That's how, because that's what you taught me, to be an enabler. Of course I should have been single in Boston. Of course! I should have been single in New York. I was so good looking. Anyway, sorry. Uh, did I say that out loud? Um, anyway, uh, but John would call. And he was always, uh, you know, had adventures. And one of them was, uh, we did some kayaking. I wish I could remember the river. There's like a, there's so much cool stuff to do up in Boston, man. You live... You know, I used to live in Wellesley, which was about a half hour from uh, Boston. You know, I would get on the Tay and go into Boston with my uh, inline skates, and I would uh, skate around the Charles River. I used to love that more than anything. And then I would get off the Charles River, and I would skate down, like, uh, Newbury Street. I would take I would take my blades off at that point, obviously, and just wander around. I would go to um, Newbury Comics. Tower Records at the end of the street when magazines were still cool. God, I miss those days. And John would call up with these adventures, and uh, one of the adventures, it was some river. And he's like, have you ever been on a kayak? I'm like, I've been on a kayak. Hell yeah. He goes, all right. The river, for the people up there, there's a stop where you could get out of your kayak, 
And you can literally check out where the um, Revolutionary War began. And uh, there's a grave site there. I'm trying to remember. My, my uh, Boston history is lacking these days. But I think it's at least two or three British, British soldiers, excuse me, that were killed at that spot at the beginning of the Revolutionary War. And their bodies are buried there. So you can kayak the river. And you could uh, stop there and check out some, uh, some history. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's like, oh, I know how to ride a kayak. He goes, all right, here's your kayak. We got separate uh, single-person kayaks. And I get in. I'm like, ah, I'm good. So I swear to you, I'm not in this kayak for more than a minute. Maybe, maybe two minutes. We get in. He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good, you know? I'm in jeans. I'm in a little hoodie because it was like a little brisk. I think we did it in the early fall. And uh, the first thing we got to get past is like a bridge. So you know how to kayak, right? I'm like, yeah, because that bridge is, you know, it's the only problem we're going to have. And I'm looking at this bridge. You literally, you literally have to, I can't do it because of my back. You have to duck. There's, there's no room. So you have to, in your kayak, duck just enough and your head is almost going to scrape the bottom of this bridge as you go under it. I'm like, I got this. I've been kayaking my whole life. The fact is, I never kayaked in my life. So he's like, all right. So we, <laughs> we, get to the, we get to the bridge. I have no idea what to do because I've never kayaked. So my instinct was, well, I ain't smashing my head on the concrete. So I lean all the way over to make my own headroom. And you got it. I went a splash. Now I'm completely underwater. The kayak tipped over. I don't know how to get this thing back uh, the right way. So I'm able to squeeze my sh- myself out. I am soaking wet with my jeans, my hoodie, and uh, stuff. What other stuff I had in the kayak. I think I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, is all over the place. John's like, oh, my God, he's annoyed. I'm soaking wet. I'm freezing because it is like early fall. And um, we pulled it aside. And he's so bummed because this is what we were going to do for the next (laughs) couple hours. (laughs) He's like, it's over. We got to go back to the dock, which we can still still see. (laughs) It's a hundred yards that way. I'm like, you know what, John? I will not be ruining your day. Let's continue. He's like, seriously? I'm like, yes. And I think those were the days of uh, boxers. I remember having boxers on, which, ugh, I hate boxers. I go boxer briefs if you need to know. And it hangs to the left if you need to know. You didn't need to know that. Okay. But I said, I ain't ruining your day. I'm a little cold, but, uh, you know, I will uh, I will ride it out in my boxers. Hopefully they'll dry. I, uh, I put my jeans up on the front of the kayak in a way that the, the fall sun could dry them. And he, uh, he gave me a hoodie uh, that he had on in his kayak. I'm like, all right. So I got a dry hoodie, soaking wet boxers, wet jeans, soggy sneakers. I'm like, let's go. And no, it's so weird, man. I was freezing, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And then he's like, there's a, there's a revolutionary war site up ahead. Uh, it's too bad that you're in your boxers because I would really like to show you. I'm like, ah, let's do it. 
So then there's a lot of farmers. Farmers are like, uh, I, I call people that are like tourists. You see the farmers in Times Square all the time. I got, I got that term, I got to be honest, from, uh, from Dice. The first time he said it, I'm like, it just makes sense. And said that you were doing, I don't care. I don't. I, I, I literally stopped reading your comment. I don't give a fuck what Ant uh, says. He is so obsessed with me. I didn't do anything bad to that guy. I did basic regular horse shit that happens when you're in a relationship with somebody for so long. Just basic crap. I will, I will cop to that. But to the point where he obsesses and tries to knock me down day after day, I didn't do nothing to that guy that deserved that crap. In the end, he blew up the Opie and Anthony show. In the end, he couldn't help it with his racist crap. He had to spew that garbage every single day, day in and day out. Behind the scenes, they weren't happy about it. Behind the scenes, they saw that our audience was uh, dwindling. And he just went all in. Blew off all the stuff that was great about him. And that would be just a really funny fucking guy that didn't take things too seriously. He blew all that off to do more and more racist garbage and gun talk. And then he couldn't help himself. He goes on a a massive racist rant. And then the company fires him. He blew up the Opie and Anthony show. Don't fucking get that wrong ever. Anyway, so um, so we pull our kayaks off to the side. I jump out of my kayak. My, my boxers are soaking wet. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with farmers that are taking pictures. And they're all dressed nice for the fall. And here's this idiot, still kind of wet, with see, basically see-through boxers with soggy fucking sneakers. Check it out where the uh, Revolutionary War started, the first shots that were fired. And I didn't... I just... There are times I just don't care. I look like a complete fool. But you know what? I got to see some, uh, some, some local Boston history. So I'm glad I did that. I'll be back. I got to get another cup of coffee. This is the pain I'm feeling. All right. Oh, I love that dirty water. This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Opie16. Use the code Opie16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Yeah, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store, and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking Easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. I'll tell you the reason why I like HelloFresh. I I rediscovered that I really, really like cooking, and I also realized that what I don't like about cooking is trying to find recipes on the internet, and then you find a recipe, and then you go to the grocery store, and you got to find all the ingredients. HelloFresh said, nah, 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 you don't have to do any of that anymore. They got a lot of recipes to choose from. And then when you choose your recipes, they're on little recipe cards that are very easy to follow. And then in the bag is all the ingredients you need for that particular recipe. All pre-measured. Perfect. The food is really, really tasty. Takes care of all your needs. Whether you eat healthy or you don't eat healthy. They got summer recipes. 
But what I really, really like about HelloFresh, living in New York City, the takeout prices at these restaurants are absolutely off the hook. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping itself. Of course it is. All right, at the very least, if you like my podcast and you're trying to support it a little bit, go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. If you like what you see, use the promo code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And that's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Boston, you're my home. See what I did there? Oh, my back. Damn it. Ah, so frustrating. What was the biggest money opportunity that you turned down? I mean, it would be the book, the Opie and Anthony book. People, I told the story very honestly, and I couldn't believe, people, there's, there's just a lot of dishonesty out there, so they'll find any, any way to hate on you. They're like, so you turned down all that money for an Opie and Anthony book because you're so, because of your obsession with Howard Stern. I'm like, ah. I'm like, how do you write a radio book about your career and you've got a lot, not a few, a lot of run-ins with the biggest guy to ever do radio and the company tells you, if you write about Howard Stern, we're going to fire you. I couldn't write a book without mentioning all that stuff. Of course not. It would be incredibly dishonest. Our fan base would be like, what the fuck, dude? Why isn't there one Howard Stern story in here? Those stories are amazing. And of course they'd want to hear more about those stories and more of the behind the scenes shit. So I tell the story very honestly. How we we said no to a pretty giant book deal at the time because the company came to us and said, you, you can't write about Howard Stern. And they were paying us very, very good money. Uh, so we kind of had no choice, to be honest with you. We didn't really feel like uh, losing our very successful, high-paying radio show. And then some guy, just his dishonesty, oh, because of your obsession with Howard. No, it's just shit that happened that you can't leave out of a book. Oh, my God. My, um, I do it to myself. I, I understand that. I do it to myself. My, my dearest friend, Buzzy, who I've talked about over the years, he's coming up for a little, um, a little guy's weekend at the ocean. We do it, uh, we were doing it. It was going to be annual and then COVID hit. So we haven't done it in a couple of uh, summers, but they're coming up. A couple of my dear, dear friends that I literally met when I was 18 years old and I'm still friends with to this day. But I have no friends. Everyone hates you. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Christ. I have too many friends because I got too nice. I got to be an asshole again because I got to kind of, I got to thin my group of friends, to be honest with you. But um, leading up to these um, these beach weekends, we just sit around and get drunk and just tell old fraternity stories. You know the deal. You do it with your own friends. And it'll be stories that we've told each other no less than a dozen times. And we'll sit there and enjoy it like we're hearing the story for the first time. I'm sure you have friends like this. So leading up to the, the big uh, weekend that's going to be in a few weeks... 
my friend Buzzy, he he was filming. He's one of these one of these guys that was filming stuff twenty years before it became a thing on giant cameras. He's got he's got me getting high in Boston. He's got me in the front row as Andre the Giant's walking by with flies following him. That's how big he was. The flies, I don't know why. Maybe because he couldn't get everything clean. But I'll, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Uh, the WWF, it was called back then, came to Rochester. We had front row seats. And here comes Andre the Giant. And this is all on, on film. I, I got to ask Buzzy to send me some clips so I could put up on my uh, YouTube channel and my Facebook page. Andre the Giant, you, ha- you have no idea how big of a human this guy was. We've seen it on TV, but when you see it in person, you're like, how is this possible? He, he literally was as big as a horse. So he's got that as Andre's walking by, and the flies just kept following him as he was walking to the ring. That was the thing I remember. But he sent me, and then we go back and forth just beating each other up with, you know, old old girlfriend stories and old stories where we look like idiots and just, you know the deal, the text chain, and we're just, just busting balls. He sent a video, another video of me being, I'm going to put in quotes, of me being a model, running down the beach with uh, with girls that I guess for the time were hot, but looking back, <laughs> not so much. I had no business running the beach. I, I don't remember. It was some Pepsi. No, it was the Coke. We were promoting Coke and T-shirts for a TV station. And I forgot about this one. Oh, my God. But I'm running down the beach in slow motion. I literally got to get the balls to uh, to post that one. I got the TikTok. OP Radio on TikTok. I put a, a video of Pete Davidson talking about how um, Trump can't read. <laughs> I lit up TikTok for the last five days. Lit it up. The, the, uh, the TikTok has 2.8 million views and people are out of their minds. Oh, by the way, I, I, uh, I posted something on my uh, podcast feed. It's called Best in Last Year. I'm going through the last year of radio I ever did and probably will ever do. And what's cool about it, 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 it took place as, um, as uh, Trump was going for the presidency against uh, Hillary Clinton. So it's very interesting. There's a lot to this, uh, to this series. But I predicted that Trump would not be okay with losing and that people would riot. It, it's on there. So I'm going to make another prediction. I'll leave you with this. The GOP, it's coming out more and more that uh, a lot of Republicans truly did not like Trump behind the scenes, but they knew he was very, very good for the party. Can we accept that? If not, that's okay. You're on the Trump train. You can't accept any of that. I get it. But, but it is coming out more and more that these people obviously didn't like him at all. But, but they're like, holy shit, he's getting d- things done for our party. And other people are getting elected because of his uh, popularity. This is my prediction. Trump's going to announce his run for the presidency. The GOP is preparing to eat him alive. And a lot of them are hinting that they rather have uh, DeSantis than Trump. So you watch. It's not going to be a cakewalk for Trump this time around. Not at all. What's your favorite Journey song? It's not Don't Stop Believing. Hmm. 
Give me a few of those Journey songs. I, I used to love the... Uh... <laughs> See, here we go. <laughs> Are you delusional? Thousands still go to his rallies. Yeah, It's going to take way more. I'm telling you. Don't get mad at me. You'll see it for yourself. I said he still has a, a, a huge following. Don't forget, the election is... Ow, I just bit my tongue. That's good. Um, the election is a couple years out. Faithfully, no. I used to love... Um, I used to like the Stone in Love. I'm going to go with... I stalled because I had to start remembering Journey songs in my stupid brain. Um, I used to love... Uh, loving... Touching, a squeezing, but I think Kathy's got it. I think you got it, Kathy. I think uh, I think my favorite Journey song is "Lights." When the lights go down in the city, and the sun shines on the bay, uh, 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 uh. that's where that's where I I know every rock song, the first like two lines, and then. And I was a music jock. You would think I would listen to the songs I was playing. But I was too busy going, this is stupid. Why are we playing the same fucking songs over and over again, night after night? I want to talk more, damn it. And I got that opportunity, yes. Because my program director was cheating. He uh, knew that, uh, that I knew he was cheating on his wife and I was doing overnight. So I just started babbling into the mic. And then we would do these air check sessions. It's like, oh, you're talking a lot these days. And I'm like, that's right, I am. And I, I would give him a look. And he knew that I knew what he was up to. And know what he said to me? Keep up the good job. <laughs> that's a true story. That was one of the reasons why I, I went from music jock to talking. Because I knew the program director was cheating on his wife. I had a lot of program directors. So there's a couple program directors that worked uh, in Buffalo back in the day that are panicking right now. But I had a lot of program directors. I'm not telling you which one. But that is a true story. Wow, you're really talking a lot. I noticed you only played six records. That's right. Wink. Wink. (laughs) How was your Tuesday night, by the way? Anyway, uh, keep up the good job. I'll see you next week. All right. All right, guys. I'm going to go Oshiree. Yeah, that was... Uh, is Oshiree a journey song? No, I don't think so. I think that was a um, a Steve Perry song. Steve Perry, man, he was... He, uh, he held up that band, Journey, and they were trying to get something going without Steve Perry. And I forget all the names of the band. Even the drummer was singing some songs, and they couldn't get it done. And then Neil Sean... He sees this Filipino kid on the YouTube sounding better than Steve Perry. Because, you know, Steve Perry at this point was older. He's like, holy shit, this sounds like a young Steve Perry. And then he he contacts the guy. He's living in the Philippines. He was living in a way where all he needed was like $100 a year to survive. And Neil Sean said, you're coming to America. And then at that point, people were like, who gives a fuck about Steve Perry? This kid is amazing. And the band has had huge success moving forward. Opster, make new shirts so we can uh, so we can rep the set. Um, yeah, I need new t-shirt designs. I'm not going to lie to you. Any artists out there that want to 
take a crack at it. I would appreciate it. We got we to gotta definitely update the merch. The problem is a lot of people just don't want Opie on their shirt. Opie's like such a dumb name. I never liked it. I think the name Opie shows kind of like weakness in general. But I was, I, I've been stuck with the name forever. I remember a few years back, I said to this person that I really, really respect. I'm like, dude, I, I just want to drop the opiate. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. And he's like, oh, oh, the name recognition. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I guess I listened to the guy, but maybe I should just drop the opie. But Greg is just, who listens to a Greg. As soon as I hear the name Greg, I turn and walk away. Because I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to a Greg. Why would I want to listen to a Greg? Ugh. I don't care what they do for a living. Name one Greg you would listen to. Well, Greg Allman. So I should shut my mouth. Because I'm a huge Allman Brothers fan. So my, my stupid bit ends right there. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a great bit. People come up with uh, famous people with the name Greg, and then uh, I could go, oh, God, no. And then the first one I think of is Greg Allman, who I think is a god, was lucky enough to sit five feet from on a stage at the Beacon Theater. I was lucky enough to uh, have a seat on the stage for an Allman Brothers concert. It was, it was one of the greatest uh, rock memories of my life. It was unbelievable. And then Greg Allman would walk uh, from his organ when the, the rest of the band is jamming, so he would walk off to the side. He would stand right here, right next to me, and, you know, have a little drink and just chill until it was time for him to go back on stage and start playing the organ. I'm like, this is insane. And a little known fact, this will mean nothing. It'll mean something to, you know, I get some um, family members, extended family members that check out some of this stuff. Greg Allman looked identical to my uncle uh, Frank. My uncle Frank was an amazing guy, really smart, intelligent, successful guy, and it used to creep me out because, uh, well, it, it it creeped me out while Greg Allman was still alive because I was every time I saw Greg Allman, it, it would make me think of my um, my uncle Frank, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. He died way too young, which fucking sucks. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs>